0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode two of, well, I guess, what are we calling this? Baka, Baka Re- Reviews. Baka Reviews. So, on today's episode, we're doing Howl's Moving Castle, uh, number two of the Ghibli films that we have never seen before. Um, Ramen Cat had seen Spirited Away. Have you seen any other Ghibli films?
1: I have seen Ponyo, and I've seen up to, like... Maybe the 20-minute mark of Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. And okay.
0: then what about you, Wheeze? Have you seen any other Ghibli
2: films? No, nope. just um Spirited Away and now Howl's Moving Castle. Okay, so you're just like me then. Yeah. Anyways, I am joined, of
0: course, by Wheeze. Hello. And Ramen Cat. Yo. And yeah, let's dive on in. Seeing as this is on YouTube and we have to keep audio re- <laughs> audience retention. Splush. <laughs> so yeah, um... So, Howl's Moving Castle. Um, see, who's got a good synopsis of this? How about you, Wheeze? You got a good idea what's okay. going on? Okay, so I was a little confused about the movie, honestly. Yeah, Me, I, I kind of was too.
2: <laughs> so, the main plot is just that there's this girl that works at a hat shop. Her name is Hatter. Sophie Hatter, yeah. She, uh, randomly encounters the wizard Howl. And because of the encounter, I guess. The Witch of Waste, who is fighting against Howl because of a lover's quarrel, I guess, um, attacks Sophie one night in her shop and puts a curse on her to make her old. Yeah, Sophie's
0: like a young...
2: Yeah, she's like 18, Yeah, and she gets cursed to be like 90. So Sophie proceeds to wander out into the area where all the wizards are, hoping... Called the Waste. Hoping to find... A cure, I guess. I don't know if
0: she's trying to find a cure or she's specifically trying to find Howl. She's trying to find Howl. She's
2: trying to find Howl, yeah, because the witch also mentioned Howl. I don't know if she knew it was Howl in the beginning, though. remember well she
0: knew okay so i
1: guess howls uh, all right so at the beginning howl's castle moves towards sophie's town yeah everyone and everyone is like oh it's howl you know and some people are excited some people are she
0: knows it's howl as well that saves her from like the soldiers okay because she talks to her sister right and her sister's like, "Oh, don't fall in love with him or else she's gonna eat your heart." Yeah, yeah, okay. And so Sophie's she, like, "Well, he only eats pretty girls' hearts." Yeah,
2: <laughs> which is kind of a theme in the movie. But anyways,
0: it's, it's a weird. It's got to do with the curse, and it's weird as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's 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 a little vague.
2: But anyways, Sophie goes into the waste and she meets a scarecrow dude, who she um, turnip head. Turnip head. She pulls out of the the bush. This is one of my favorite parts of the movies is her just talking to turnip head and being like, I hate turnips. And then yeah. by the end, it's like, you're not so bad for having a turnip as a face. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the turnip head scarecrow uh, is like a cursed person and just follows her around because she helped pull him out of a bush. And... Um, she eventually asks for shelter because it's getting like windy and she's old and it's hard for her to walk and stuff. And so this scarecrow like either brings the castle or just like kind of leads her in the direction or something. Uh, eventually the castle comes walking next to her. So the howls moving castle, which is this famous giant mech steampunk machine thing. Yeah. And she jumps in the back of it and then meets. Calcifer, who is a demon who is controlling the castle and is a fire is demon. A fire demon who is uh chilling with Howl,
1: a mighty fire
2: demon in his words. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he wants to break his contract with Howl and he says if you can get if you can get the contract with Howl broken, I will free you of your curse. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And so then she just signs herself up to be the cleaning lady because Howl's castle is a mess.
0: She doesn't sign herself up. She just says, I'm the cleaning <laughs> She's lady. just
2: like, I'm the And Howl's lady. like, well, all right then. <laughs> Guess the you're
1: pr- the cleaning lady. Howl has an apprentice. So he's basically, I can't do anything about this.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, there's this war going on. Howl is anti-war, so he's just kind of screwing with the ships uh sophie cleans this is like up in everything world by the way yeah it's like steampunk victorian era. so like there's
0: flying airships there's tanks a ton
2: of airships
0: yeah yeah they have like cars and tanks but it's also still very medieval in a lot of ways like they have guns but you can tell the guns are like basically flintlock
1: yeah, it, yeah. it's it's i think supposed to be kind of like a uh world post- war one yeah, kind of post-industrial revolution yeah.
2: era. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, he he's doing that. She's kind of like, kind of learning about it. She's still old, but she's cleaning. As she gains more confidence, she kind of deages a little bit. Um, and that's the thing that happens throughout the movie as she gets kind of older and younger depending on her mental state.
1: I think that was the animators just not wanting to put a lot of detail in certain scenes.
2: I actually know <laughs> no, it's actually it's a, a legit
1: thing. Because yeah, there, no, yeah. I know.
0: If you notice. <laughs> it does seem like it. Though. But it's always at key yeah. points where I'm like she's at just the right distance. We yeah. don't really want to draw that much detail. <laughs> I notice that too. But like I also notice at the very first time she's cursed, she is literally hunched over. Yeah. By the time she gets to Howl, you can tell she's standing upright. Mm-hmm. And by the time, like, I'm trying not to go into too many details, but just this little tidbit. But by the time she goes to like to King's Castle, yeah, you can tell she looks like 10 years young. She's still yeah. old, yeah, spry but lady. she look, yeah, she's spry yeah. old lady.
2: She looks like 70 instead of like 90, right? So, anyways, um, eventually Howl gets a letter from the king who wants to use his powers because he's a wizard. Both the- kings. Both kings to fight against the other king because he's a wizard and they're in this war about something.
1: Yeah, and he has multiple aliases and magic yeah. shops. All yeah. Oh no,
0: that's for... what it is. He gets a contract from the one king, the mm-hmm. king that he's part of the land of, but as two different people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because in the castle there is a magic door that you can turn a dial on and like go to certain places. Yeah,
2: which is pretty cool. Um. Anyways. He he asked Sophie, can you uh, pretend to be my mother, go to the castle and say, is the loser that can't do anything? And then maybe they'll leave me alone. Yeah. So and then he says he'll like uh, hang out like near her. He'll hide near her to make sure everything is. There's this
0: grand wizard called Solomon, uh, which is a like old lady type character. Yeah. And he's afraid of Solomon.
2: specifically he's very he's a weird character he's like very afraid of a lot of things he's also very powerful yeah he's he's got a contract with a a demon anyways the witch of the waste meets Sophie at the same time because they're both sent they're both like supposed to be there to be in service of the king Uh, they climb up these really long steps which the witch of the waste is super overweight and and doesn't, uh, isn't very uh, physically fit. So she has a really hard time getting up the steps, which is a really long scene. Anyways. The dog. The The dog (laughs) is great. (laughs) Then Sophie is is helping the dog, who she thinks is the wizard Howl, but isn't. And so she's helping the dog up the steps. So they're both like struggling to get up there. Eventually the witch, sits in a chair and gets fried by this like magical thing and she loses all of her power. Sophie goes into a different area because she follows the dog who leads her to Madame Sullivan, who is the, who was Howl's teacher.
0: But is also currently the head
2: witch or wizard of of the kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. So she's trying to get Howl's support in the war effort.
1: And part, part of the oh. reason, too, for this, why Howl doesn't want to do it is, like, all the witches and, like, sorcerers and stuff that go in service to the king, they, like, turn themselves into monsters, but they can't They turn lose themselves their humanity.
0: Like yeah. yeah. How to turn into a human. But it's weird though, I'm not trying to go into detail again, but he does the same thing to fight against the
2: airship. I think it's mostly the thing is that he didn't want to be, like, a mindless drone working right. for the king and he also is against the war he like hates war and stuff yeah very anti-war hippie dude so anyways uh they she talks to sophie and howl shows up and they all like attack howl he grabs sophie the witch of the waste is clinging to sophie because now she's like lost all her power and reverted to the age that she actually is because she's used magic to uh, prevent that which surprise she's like the same age that sophie was like <laughs> it was cursed in. to be yeah. yeah so um and the dog just follows them the the dog is is just kind of there for the rest of the movie
0: so is the okay the witch of the Witch. and the witch but she's got she, more of a plot she has a end. purpose well-
2: the dog literally is there to flex on Madam Suleiman at the yes. very end to say look it's a happy ending yeah, and then laugh at cuz the him.
1: dog was i think supposed to ro- report back to him yeah, himself, and cuz he's just at the end just like <laughs> and the dog walks away. dog
2: was just like they succeeded lol and then that was the end of the movie <laughs> so anyways that's jumping ahead but they escape uh, Sophie crashes into the the ship into um Howl's Moving Castle. They uh what happens after that? They um Howl goes and fights the big ship and he's struggling. They eventually are
1: I don't remember well, well, how- what they were doing. there's
2: a lot of detail. Basically the ending
0: of it is is Howl because he's finally okay, so right. Sophie yeah. and Howl are kind of falling in love and Sophie's basically always now her normal age because she's gained confidence either through learning what it's like to be old or just like learning to like love herself again. Yeah. She's except her hair still. Yes. Her hair is now white. Yeah. Which I don't know why. Maybe it's just artistic choice. Um, But at the end, so how decides to move because he's running away from Solomon still. He right, moves yeah. into Sophie's old hat shop. Right so yeah, he just he, takes he ch- over that he place. changes the dial yep. so, and and right at the that castle. moment, the war comes to that town that Sophie right, camp. right, right yeah, and they're bombing everything and Howell decides to try to save the hat shop, save the yeah, the castle. And at that time there's a bunch of things that happen, but Sophie tries Sophie to-
2: gets in the castle and gets Calcifer to. Help Howell, I think, Yeah. the
0: castle. Well, move the castle, move the castle because he she believes he, she does that. Then Howell will stop fighting the warplanes, the airships, Yeah. and come back because he's basically losing and turning into a monster at that point. Right. Because he has to turn into these bird. He turns into this bird creature when he goes out to mess with both sides of the war. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he has the same problem as every other sorcerer in which and starts turning into a monster. The only thing that keeps him is he's able to go back to the castle and take a bath, which helps like regenerate himself.
2: Yeah. You switched my
0: potions.
2: <laughs> that is a cool scene. <laughs> that was a cool scene. Anyways, um, we'll get into those details later. But at the very end, uh, she's trying to move the the thing. Uh, she ends up picking up Calcifer and moving him and like destroys the castle. And then it kind of rebuilds it. And then they're like in this smaller version of the castle running. And um, eventually.
0: The Witch of the Waste realizes that Kelsifer and Howell have made a deal where Calcifer owns Howell's heart. Yeah. In the Witch of the Waste, for this whole time, the whole reason she even cursed um, Sophie is because she's looking for Howell's heart. Yes. So she grabs Kelsifer. And basically, the whole castle crumbles around them and they crash. They're like running through the mountains or the mm-hmm. castles running through the mountains and they crash. And Sophie gets sent to a different area of the mountains and a bunch
2: of like Evangelion crap happens. to go back in time. She, she was given a ring earlier that like points her to safety or whatever, or what she needs to do by Howl. She proceeds to go through this like door that came out of nowhere, goes back in time. Oh,
1: that was the portal door.
2: Yeah, says hi to Howl as a kid, sees him make the original deal with Calcifer, which took his heart, and then uh, uh, gets portal taken to Howl and helps him back to the castle. Which then she takes Calcifer's heart from the Witch of the Waste by asking her politely to have it back. So she takes his heart, puts it back inside of him. Calcifer is like, Yay, I'm free, and yeets out of there. And then, like, instantly comes back is like, I'm bored. <laughs> I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah. And then the dog uh, tells this to Madame Sullyman. And then the Sophie proceeds to kiss everyone. Yeah, and thanks
1: the Scarecrow because he stopped them from dying.
2: Yeah, not
0: only that, he, she kisses Turniphead the Scarecrow. He turns into the other <laughs> kingdom's prince. That if you're listening at the very like middle part of the movie, you'll meant you'll hear a newspaper person announce <laughs> the prince of the other kingdom is dead or is, is missing. missing. Yeah, we're going to war. <laughs> and then as soon as, as soon as. Solomon realizes that the prince is there. Solomon's like, Oh, I guess we're gonna end the war now.
1: Yeah,
2: time to end the stupid war. And then, yeah, and then the prince is like, Yeah, I'm gonna go end the stupid war too. I needed a kiss from my true love, and I love he fell in love with Sophie. Yeah, the
0: whole reason he was following her as the scarecrow is because he found his true love and was trying to like get her to kiss him yeah
1: it was kind of funny because it wasn't like oh i'm gonna be jealous about this he's like well i'll just hope your heart changes bye <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> and was...
1: proceeds to bounce away on the same stick he was bound to
2: <laughs> What you... yeah because i think he's also he also was probably a magic like wizard person i think so everybody just
0: like... yeah
2: okay, anyways that that kind of came out of nowhere but um <laughs> That's the ending of it, It is funny because Sophie, like, kisses him, and then he's like, I was cursed this whole time, and then proceeds to kiss, like, everybody.
0: I think this is a good time to, like, go into more specific details. However,
1: at the end, it wasn't no longer a moving, just a moving castle. It was a flying castle. Oh, it
0: was a flying castle. I did say my- The very ending scene is we see (laughs) the Witch of the Waste rocking her chair, the dog resting on a carpet, uh... The kid Howl's doing something, Howl, yeah, doing yeah. Something. You see, so- uh, Calcifer flying the ship, and then you see Howell and Sophie kissing, like in yeah. every like romance movie.
2: So they did fall in love in the end. Apparently, there are sequel books to this because it's based off of a book, and they have like kids and stuff. The books are supposed to take a much different turn, though. They are, which I'll mention more later. But um, yeah, that's the whole movie. It's very interesting go watch it for yourself let's go
0: into uh let's go into general thoughts yeah so ramen cat what do you think um
1: i i liked it i honestly liked it more than spirit or what okay um mainly just like it doesn't have the same exact i mean it's got tons of attention to detail but doesn't have the same as like spirited way where you freeze every frame and it can be a turnout yeah definitely yeah but it definitely has its moments and i don't know to me the whole thing i liked was just the world Mm -hmm. in general i liked how it was like whimsical magic meets like the turning of a time
0: yeah oh for sure
1: and it's like it's a fairly peaceful world just kind of being racked with a pointless war war going on like there was no reason for it it's just humans being humans yep but no, I, I liked it. I liked the kind of what I thought were some underlying themes of
0: it. But... Okay. What about you, Weez?
2: I didn't love this movie. No? I thought it was just fine. I thought Spirited Away was much better overall. And I did like the world building and I liked the general story, but I never really cared about any of the characters. It was really hard for me to care about the characters and the plot.
1: Cared about the dog.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I cared about Calcifer. He was probably my favorite character.
1: That's because it's Billy Crystal voicing (laughs) him.
2: I I watched it in Japanese. What? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I actually want to talk
0: about this because I'm coming to realization about something. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways,
2: yeah, that's pretty much it. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. I just think it's like if... If, uh, um, if Spirited Away is like an S tier movie, I'd say Howl's Moving Castle is like a high B tier movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. It it could have
1: afforded it. to flesh like be a little bit longer and flesh out the world. Yeah, a little I bit feel
2: more. like they could spend a little bit less time with her just cleaning the house or walking up the steps and spend a little bit more time with like what the heck is going on. Yeah,
0: I could kind of agree. I don't know. My overall thoughts are I I kind of think of this as a movie of the time. So it was made in 2004. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize. So Spirited Away was made in 2001. 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that happened between 2001 and 2004. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: It was a changing of an era just in general. Yeah.
0: So it definitely feels like a movie of the time. And it reminds me of a lot of the animated movies i watched around 2004 yeah so it definitely feels like it fits more in with like the animated movie kind of kids yeah like this isn't a kit meant specifically for kids but it definitely feels more kid oriented
2: yeah i get what you mean so
1: yeah we're like spirited away had like Onion level layers of uh yeah. interpretation yeah. and stuff.
0: Where this felt like it had a more straightforward plot and like the plots they left vague. The reason they left vague is just because they didn't care about it.
1: Mm. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily that because from what I was reading online, one part of this was uh Miyazaki was like heavily against at the time the um Iraq or yeah. Iran well, invasion. That's th-
0: not what I really meant by, like, they didn't care about certain aspects. What I'm saying is, like, and that's one reason I meant it's a movie at the time, because I did read that as well.
1: Yeah, th- there's some. It was more
0: of a message movie yeah. where Spirit Away felt much more like a piece of art. Yeah. yeah. Where this feels more like I'm going to use my talents and my abilities to base, basically redo a book into a theme to send out a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just no, comparing it was, it the two.
1: Just a different take from yeah. it. And I think kind of the vagueness of the war kind of fits kind of his thing there of speaking out against like the war because here it is. Suddenly America's doing something.
0: Yeah. And he didn't and, really even focus on the war.
1: Right. Well, and that was kind of that thing. I think is kind of this suddenly happened and like none of the rest of the world really knew what was going yeah, yeah. on at the time.
2: Honestly, I think this movie would have been better without the war. I could because see the that. Original, I was kind of thinking that as well. Partially, the original book didn't have the war aspect. Yeah, that was completely uh, added in. Yeah, and so I do feel like it could have been better without that because I felt like the characters. From what I hear, the book sounds pretty cool. I've heard like the adaptation is really good, and a lot of people like the movie more than the book. But like the, the book is mostly just Sophie. And how like arguing constantly. Uh, And it's all from Sophie's perspective. So you don't really get the vibe that they like each other until like the very end of the book. Right. And then it kind of pieces together everything. Okay. And so, and it's partially like her, a big part of the book is her like uh, self consciousness about how she looks and stuff. Yeah. Which I love her character design.
0: Okay. Hang on a second. I think we're going to go into more specific details now. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I'm trying to segment this so I can edit it better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So favorite. um, Yeah, this is kind of still an overall thought of just the general design of the characters. Okay. It's all All really good. Sophie's design is really good because she's supposed to be very plain. Oh, and yeah. she looks very plain. She's, there's always like, oh, you're the most average princess, whatever. And she's the most beautiful character in the movie. And it's like, yeah, she's it's super weird. average. I get what you're
0: saying by that. Because like you notice every other woman character is got way more detail. Yeah. Like, compared to Sophie. Sophie's got like that, she could be generic harem isekai. Yeah. Like, <laughs> protagonist number 420
2: yeah she's even more she's brown hair brown eyes like very plain facial features she's not hideous she's not super beautiful it's kind of like in um Cinderella or whatever Cinderella gets picked on because she's like the ugly child or whatever and she's like the most attractive person in the whole movie so when like Prince Charming falls in love with her it's like yeah whatever but um with her, it, it like, her character design is so good because she fits that, like, super plain-looking yeah. character. Um, and when she's old, too, of course, she looks old. <laughs> but looks um, like a feisty old grandma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she is.
1: Because <laughs> that's basically what she
2: is. But, yeah, the book, like, uh, focused on that more. Um, the wizard, Howl, was, in the book, was from real world, this world. He w- he, like found a portal to the other world, he's and an isekai then became a Full Metal Alchemist. Then became a wizard, and then he like actually goes back and visits his family and stuff in our world every no once in a while. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I thought if that's that that's what really they alluded cool. to at the black door.
1: That's what the black door from, and that thing was supposed to be. It wasn't that's supposed th- to lead to ruin.
0: Right. Anything. Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking at first. I was like, I wonder if he's from somewhere else, and the black door is like. His realm or, like, his area that he goes to.
1: I mean, they. I thought at first they weren't going to have, like, the garden scene where he takes Sophie to see his cottage. I thought that was going to be like, yeah, this is its own little space until, like, an airship just shoots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That felt a little forced because it's like, ah, they're having a moment. Well, that moment's ruined. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was yeah I do feel like overall i would this movie would be better without the war because it does feel kind of forced and in there for no real reason. It's kind of like the main plot, but it's all in the background yeah
0: i would have I would be interested to see what would have happened to this movie if it was made pre two thousands yeah like if it was made in the nineties like as a Ghibli ninety film mm-hmm. I wonder if they would have stuck more truthfully to the book. Yeah. And forego the war? Because, I don't know, what I've read so far, it really sounds like Miyazaki is was really against the Iraqi war. Yeah. And that's why he didn't even really want to bring this movie to the States because he thought it just wasn't going to do well in America. Yeah. Mm.
2: So it's, it's weird. So anyways, we can move on to... Uh, uh, Big standout favorite moments, unless anyone has any more overall thoughts. I think we said
0: our overall thoughts pretty well. I think we can kind of better emphasize by going into details now. Yeah. First of all, freaking Christian Bales is howl. <laughs>
1: Batman's a wizard.
0: Catman is a wizard. <laughs> like. Okay, I could not tell his voice whatsoever.
1: I don't know. After my girlfriend told me about it, I was like, I can't unsee this. I
0: couldn't see it. And then (laughs) I didn't even notice it was a famous person at all. The only person I recognize as a voice actor is they got. So Sarah Victoria from Helsing, Mm -hmm. the blonde vampire um, girl, the police girl. Yeah. Sophie's sister is voiced by Oh really? Her. That's the only voice I recognize because <laughs> she's got that very distinguished like British accent.
1: This movie had some uh for like the English voice acting had some legends and I would say because yeah. there was also if I can find her uh Jean Simmons who was an actress actress from the way way back days. Yeah,
0: she plays old um old Sophie grandma
1: silver. yeah this was actually her last like movie that she did but it's like to see that i was i was surprised like to have an actress from basically the i want to say 50s to the 60s place. yeah the silver screen yeah
2: movies like this is where you really appreciate like Famous actors for being legitimately good actors, yeah. Because when you see them on screen or whatever, it's just kind of like, oh, there's that person that I know. And when you like hear them in a movie like this, and then they're really good, and then you're like, oh, who played this? And you're like, oh, Christian Bale played uh...
1: Billy okay. Crystal. Did I, I think really good for Kelsey with the kind of sarcastic voice, although it threw me off because watching it with my girlfriend, she's like, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> <laughs> I know who voice acts him, but I can't think of the name.
2: But. Yeah, I watched in Japanese, so I didn't recognize any of the voice acting,
0: but it was still good. Okay, so the note: um, how wild, like the voice acting is. Um, Christian Bale played in American Psycho, yeah, I'm in mean. 2000. Then four years later, he plays Howl. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is, yeah. This um, isn't just like old actors that they just kind of got in. Like these are, is always big these names. These are movies. big, big names
1: back then. Yeah. And on top of that, he was getting ready to play Batman. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Because what, 2006?
2: <laughs> two thousand six? Two years later, American Psycho, Hell's Moving Castle,
0: Batman. <laughs> oh no, he plays. He plays in the engineer, and he is a. He is literally. Sub ninety pounds in that film. Oh geez. So he goes from American Psycho to the engineer to Howl's Moving Castle to Batman. Wow. Yeah. And then um the actress that plays Sophie, um what's her name?
1: I think it was Emily Mortimer?
0: Mortimer, yeah. Let
1: me check real quick.
0: She is Yeah, young Sophie. Not as famous as, say, Christian Bale, but, like, she has basically been in every major, almost every major Disney film in a long time. Uh, She's been played roles as...
1: I don't know, I looked at her cinematography history and the list kept going.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find the list right now. Um, Of course, they don't actually just list it for me. Come on, there it is. That'd be too easy. Yeah, right. It would be way too easy. All right, I'm just gonna look her up on Google. Stalker. <laughs> trying to get a list. <laughs> I can't read. I need a list. Oh, let's see here. Oh yeah, she played in a uh, Pink Panther. Um, Pink Panther in 2006. She played in Shatter or Shutter Island. She played Mary Poppins. Uh, she plays. Oh, uh,
1: a lot of stuff.
0: Cars 2 she plays in. She plays in Spectre. She plays in Mary. She plays in Hugo. She plays in. There's a bunch of these. But anyways. So, yeah, she's about just as famous as Christian Bale. It was pretty cool that they got two characters or two pretty famous people to play, yeah. Um, but Which, no, that's the only thing I want to know is like how good the voice acting was for like the dub. Like, I just was not expecting that, yeah. Especially seeing it's a 2004 film, I was kind of expecting 2004 like dubbing quality. Well, no, but I yeah, mean,
1: a lot of times, yeah, just Studio Ghibli is at this time I mean in good with some studios over here
2: yeah um, yeah I think they're published by Disney they are and they're also here. they're voice acted by Disney so yeah they get Disney like, and at that time
1: Disney had voice actors that didn't all sound the same yes yeah And like nowadays you, know, you hate it or not they all yeah. kind of sound the same anymore
0: <laughs> but yeah that's like my big detail just like immediately ending the film I was like well dang these people are like good
1: I think yeah. my favorite little, like, I guess going to scenes is the part where Sophie, the apprentice whose name escapes me, the dog and turnip are all like bringing the clotheslines out from the castle.
2: Oh, yeah. oh It's yeah. just
1: like the sheer scale of the castle while they're on the lake, like <laughs> next to the lake, just doing this mundane task.
0: Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It really d- I thought the same thing when I watched it, too. I was like, wow, they like. Really have a huge castle.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's just it was it was a cozy scene.
0: Yeah. It was nice. Like um,
1: that I kind of was my thing. I wish the show would have for went for is like super chill, just relaxed, cozy. And it did yeah. for the most part. Like even the war didn't really feel ultra high tension or
0: anything. No, not really. Yeah. Um, it was
1: just more, hey, look at this thing that's going on.
0: I like the fact I liked how the curse worked. I like how all the curses yeah. worked. All the curses felt very vague. And they almost felt like books of literature because like, okay, the the prince at the end gets uncursed by Sophie, right? Mm-hmm. And then the witch of the waste is there. She's like, oh, yeah, I know what curse you're under. Just like she's referencing some book that they both read together.
1: Yeah. like, yeah. And
0: then like. Every single time Howl saw somebody, he's was like, oh, yeah, you got a pretty big curse on you. I mm. can't do anything about that.
1: Yeah, like they knew automatically. Well, I mean, he does mention that they went to like an academy.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah. He went to a royal, the royal academy specifically.
1: I think one of the things I liked about it, too, was just what I thought were some of the themes in it of like, don't be worried about your age. Yeah. That was a big one that I really like, because here is this girl who went from being young and really, if you think about the way she acted, she acted already kind of old for her age. Well, 18. she even
0: said so. Yeah. She was just like, well, I guess you just kind of match your age now. <laughs>
1: yeah. And she had a lot more personality when she was old. She had a lot more energy, you yeah. know, and it just. It, it, it's just kind of an analogy of just don't let your age get you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, yeah you're going to have your injuries and stuff you've accumulated over life, but you don't have to be old. For the sake of
0: old.
2: yeah, I also loved in in that moment, like when she first gets cursed. I'm waiting because it always happens in like Disney movies and stuff. She's gonna walk into the mirror, see herself in the mirror, and scream. And I was just waiting for her to scream. Yep. And she walks over there, looks in the mirror, and it's like. Okay, don't freak out. I got to figure this out. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> then she
0: walks into the courtyard, walks back to the mirror. Yeah. She's like, no, so, I'm still old. Like, I'm
1: still old. Okay, don't freak out. got to figure this I, out. I like the thing. Well, I guess I fit my clothes now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the other things and very subtle. Well, there's a couple other themes I liked in there. There's a little bit, I thought, kind of a theme of humility. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like Howl's whole thing when Sophie like organizes all his like bathroom stuff and like suddenly his hair is no longer blonde because he didn't have the right potion. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's the point of living if I can't be beautiful? It's yeah. like he was just humbled at that point. Yeah. And that seems to be a big thing of a lot of like like the Witch of the Waste and stuff is their egos get the best of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Not that that's a
2: heavy theme or anything. Yeah, it is. And, I do wish it was explored more because it seems like a big theme for the main character too. Yeah,
1: and I think the other thing I like, and so far this has been the second Ghibli movie that's kind of shown it, is kind of a theme of forgiveness in the sense of, you know, uh-huh, and Spirited Away, like the giant baby and the weird familiar get turned back into whatever they were. Yeah, And Main character takes them along. They are no longer a threat, so there's no point in giving
0: right, yeah. yeah. them
1: as a threat. They're, they you know, you start over. Mm-hmm. And so if you did that with the witch and essentially the dog too, of well, they're no longer a danger, so you know, why not just basically forgive them and just you know yeah they mm-hmm. they need someone to love them too.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know, I kinda took that it felt odd to me. When you put it that way, it kind of makes sense that it, her mindset could have been like that. I don't know. To me, though, it almost felt more like plot convenience.
1: It was, but I mean, it's just kind of like a sub theme. I thought yeah. it was. and it, I se- d- it seems to be a running thing with Ghibli.
2: movies. Yeah, I do like how the witch and the dog just kind of like Clung to Sophie, and then she got rescued by Howl. It wasn't like she purposefully tried super hard to bring them. Yeah, like she did a little bit, but Howl was just like, "Oh, you got some stragglers, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it was cool seeing too, like with how the Witch of the Waste, because in this in the movie they mentioned how her heart was stolen by a demon of greed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. was greedy of uh, she wanted revenge on Howl or to have his heart so that he'd love her. But in the end, like when she gives Sophie back Kelsifer, um it's that th- it's kind of cool because it's like you see that kind of thing of greed be relinquished in a sense of she loves how like actually does. Yeah. And she doesn't want to see Sophie like hurt him where she t- says, take good care of me. Yep. You know, it's like to me, it's like that. That was cool because people do fall into the, a greed and then they realize, oh, well you're actually better for them you can do for them what i can't do yeah that
0: is, that is pretty cool i again this kind of has the same thing as like the only thing that was truly bad in this film was the war itself the overall idea of the war and then i'd say maybe the next bad things were the wizards that basically gave themselves up to war yeah they were Mm -hmm. blindly following yeah those were the only two bad parts like the bad characters like the witch of the waste was technically a bad character but like even at the end she still has redeeming qualities yeah Um, she she became
1: part of their family she was content to just be solomon was chasing
0: after Howell, but in a way she still was even like the bad
2: yeah she like plays in an as an antagonist but Howell is also like not a good person either. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think it's ex- throws temper fits and stuff. Yeah, he throws temper fits. I think it's more explained in the book too how like much of a loser he is. It's kind of like alluded to in the in the movie, but it's not as clear of like how he just kind of runs around and does whatever he feels like and yep. he 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 dislikes the war, so he just kind of screws with them. <laughs> like Instead of trying to end it. Yeah, he's not actually really doing anything productive. Yeah. He's just kind of lashing out because he's mad at them. Um, so it, it is interesting how, similar to Spirited Away, there's no real like main villain. You know,
0: I like, noticed that. I, I liked it. I except like... for the war yeah.
2: itself.
1: Yeah, because it's like, really, if it seems to be a big problem anymore of, like, they they almost put villains in things just for the sake of having a villain instead of just let the story be, let it have what's going on because inanimate or non-tangible things can be just as much of an antagonist as a villain.
2: I read in the book, too, because the war doesn't exist, the Witch of the Waste is a much more prominent, like, antagonist throughout the story. She doesn't just kind of get taken care of and then sits to the side. She kind of, like fights with them until the very end of okay. the story
0: so that would make more sense and i kind of felt like that's where it should have went yeah like her goal should have been because she was in love with how to get his heart mm-hmm. so i could see without the war her constantly trying to like infiltrate the castle yeah or get with how or trick sophie or other characters yeah. link with how into like allowing her to like get close to howl and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i could see that and honestly if the movie was more about that i would put it closer to spirited away as like the type of movie i'd like yeah because like i mean i'm all about war movies um i'm all about movies that are about war and have violence i'm not against that it's just more like i'm more against movies that have an uh, uh a message in it that takes over the plot Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i don't think they actually did this with this movie i don't think yeah they did it in a really bad way i just think they did it enough that kind of deludes it from being like close to a perfect movie yeah Yeah.
2: it wasn't like a super in your face war is bad kind of thing yeah it was just kind of like in the background but that kind of made it worse to me because it didn't seem to like settle where it wanted to be yeah this is kind of like the reverse of when there's like an action movie where there's like an awkward romance plot that nobody really cares about that's kind of like this, shoved in there there that's needs to be more exactly. romance this is the action this is the opposite it's like the it's a romance story that there's like this war subplot that's kind of like thrown yeah.
0: into it was anybody so i have never seen much if anything about hollows moving castle Except for the castle and that hollow turns into a bird. I was actually yeah. blown away that half the time Sophie was old. I had no idea Me that too. was a part oh, of it. Really? I was just like, whoa, okay.
2: I was surprised too. I was waiting for her to get cured throughout like the whole thing. Yeah. And um, I do like the, the thing of that she's not. The curse is like. She has to gain
0: confidence in herself. Yeah,
2: the curse is, is dependent on her. Um, so nobody can fix it. Um, it
0: was cool how they alluded that to that as well because Howell looks in on her sleeping and she's normal. Yeah. But as soon as she wakes up after that, she's old again. Yeah. It's so like she has to be conscious of herself. Yeah. For the effect to happen. And Howell doesn't even mention it because I think he realizes what type of curse.
2: Howl, yeah. It Howl doesn't know that she is a... 18 year old she's not so well, yeah, old yeah. he matter at the beginning of mm-hmm. the he doesn't know who she is right like he because the the witch cursed one of the curses the witch put on Sophie at least I think this is at least in the book but I think it's supposed to be in the movie too is that she can't be like recognized by him and she also can't tell him who she is she can't tell anybody yeah
0: because that's where she starts her whole cleaning spree because she gets mad that she can't mention.
1: Yeah, to the kid. Cause yeah, the asshole, what's wrong with you?
0: No, so <laughs> she basically just curses off the witch of the west and starts cleaning because she's mad. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. It sounds like what I, something I would do. As far
2: oh, as oh, I've
1: done that before. Tripped over something in my room
0: and it's like
2: that's it. <laughs> as far as moments go, the cleaning was really satisfying to watch because it's such like a wreck. Um, that also is part of Howell's character that I like. He's not like, he's super messy, just kind of all over the place. Um, so it's her...
0: weird, though. He's messy because he chooses to be. Yeah. When they move the castle,
2: it's pristine. It's yeah, probably cause... why he doesn't clean it. Because he probably. just like remakes everything, and yeah. then it's like, okay, we're done.
1: I think, my, as I'm thinking about it, my other favorite scene, there's a part where uh, Sophie's cooking, and like Calcifer's the fire at the yeah. cooking yeah Yeah. <laughs> Calcifer's complaining at her and say you know what here's another curse for you May all your bacon be burnt <laughs>
0: that was great i like the whole calcifer dynamic that he technically he's the lets, heart of the castle he's the heart yeah. of the castle he's also the plot device that moves everything forward mm-hmm. like he's the one that allows sophie to come in yep um after the turnip head finds the castle uh, he's the one that like almost set convinces Howell to like let her stay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's the one that like, of course moves the castle and does different things like that. He's the one that even like alludes to like different things that's going on with Howell to Sophie.
1: Yeah. But, well, if you notice too, and I I don't know if this is something in the book or just uh, probably just for the sake of convenience, but by being Howell's heart as well you knows Sophie could do things other people would not be allowed to do. Yeah. Mm. Like be able to move him and stuff and just in general order him.
0: Yep. <laughs> which kind of yeah. asks is like a really it, deep sub sub plot of her slowly gaining.
1: Yeah, she literally Hull's heart. Yeah, she literally <laughs> won Hell's heart over. Yeah.
2: That is a good point. I didn't think about that. Because was... she also like controls him, which no one else is yeah. able to. 'Cause she gets him to actually cook like yeah. the food and stuff. Yeah, even though he's complaining about it. I love it, how much they feed Calcifer stuff. Like that he's was just great. cooking, cracks an egg, puts it in, throws the shell to Calcifer, and he's like, nom nom, nom yeah. just keeps doing it. Um, eventually the witch feeds Calcifer like that nasty uh, curse thing and it kind of like messes with him. But uh yeah i think that was like the
0: last protagonist moment for her what or antagonist moment where she fed like the curse to calcifer so it weakened him yeah and then she was smoking that cigar i mm-hmm. think that was also doing something
2: i feel like yeah it was yeah it was kind of, of weird it cigar. seemed like yeah. she she didn't necessarily want to hurt them it seemed like it, it was she her, knew it, it was a, her greed. She knew it was a trap of the the thing. So she wanted to get rid of it cuz she didn't want it to hurt Howl. Yeah. But she also was like weakening Calcifer to steal his heart. So it was probably kind of in both her being an antagonist and trying to like take what she wanted and also her like helping him because she didn't want him to get yeah. hurt by the the curse blob thingy, the blob men monsters whatever. It looked uh, <laughs>
1: ironically a lot like the curse from uh, Spirited Away. The cursed slug.
2: Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Um
0: I did find it funny that uh old old Sophie, or grandma Sophie kind of looks like the witch from Spirited Away. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think like, that's just the way they
0: draw it. I think it's just the way yeah. they drew it. But the witch of the waist, when she gets really old, basically does just yes. look like um whatever. It's her that
2: name like was. big nose. And yeah, like it was, it was cool. Effect. I like that.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Probably someone's in there talking to the lead artist. For I need you to draw another old lady. But I only knew how to draw one. That's why they
0: were twins.
2: <laughs> so You more... hired me to
0: draw one character, <laughs> and you still have me here four years later. What do you want me to do, man?
2: It's like I drew three old ladies, and two oh, of them were twins. What's the difference in this picture and this <laughs>
1: picture?
2: <laughs> They're the same picture. <laughs> any more favorite moments or standout moments for anybody?
0: I think the last thing I want to mention is how they... Visually shown the curse like we mentioned it in the brief overview but it was just so good how they showed her fluctuating Mm -hmm. like there'd be moments where she'd just be completely young and this is all at the end of the movie bat like probably the last i think it was 30 minutes of it yeah so most of it she's old and she acts old everybody Mm -hmm. thinks she's old and then at the end of it the curse starts waning and there's moments where she's, like, 18. There's moments where she looks 50. There's moments where she looks 80 again. Yeah,
1: like, there's one part where she gets angry, and I forget what happens, but she, like, instantly goes back to being, like, 18 and then old again. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: And that that's really cool. Like, there's one moment where she's, like, she feels, like, emotions, like, sadness almost, and she, like, goes back to, like, being an older yeah. person as well, which is really cool.
2: Because she she's, like... 90 years old when she's first cursed and she stays that way for a little bit and then as she cleans and stuff she kind of gets a little bit younger yeah so she's kind of like 60-ish era and then um, and then sometimes she goes back and forth between like she seems to stay in that like middle like 60-ish
0: yeah age for a while there's like one moment where she goes back to like being full-blown like 80 years old yeah and it's like just one split second and then she kind of regains composure of herself where you could kind of tell like i think that was one of the biggest moments where they showed it that the curse was totally on her mental state yeah i
1: think that's one of the other the last like favorite well two last favorite things another scene that i really liked is like towards the end right before the platform collapses how it's just standing there on the two legs is like that was like a good painting yeah, that design. was really yeah. cool. It's like, to me, like, without the collapsing, it was like, that kind of feels cozy. Yeah, it does. And I loved, even though it wasn't, uh, you know, kind of a plugged-in plot, I loved, like, the machines.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, Those all, the, the, yeah. Shit, designs the were ships cool. They and, were really like, cool.
1: The little zipper flyer things, like, all of it was just so unique and cool.
0: I don't know how I feel about the machines literally, like, crapping out the uh, wizard things, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they had... That was a, bit, a little weird to I be. feel like they were so savage at the point that they had to have them in like a, a holding container like, that they had maybe. to eject them. Yeah, because it, be. it
0: was literally just... It looked like a butthole. <laughs> and the sound it made was like... And I was just like, that's 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 just weird. That's, <laughs> that's definitely
1: Japanese. See, right some there. of the machines, too, it almost looked like they were alive, because if you look on the big airships, they had like they had the mechanical wings. Yeah. And then they then had they like had little organic wings. It, so yeah. Like, it kind of
0: looked that way.
1: Like, I'm wondering if it was supposed to be like a fusion of like magic and um, machine or yeah, something I don't know. like those would have been some cool things to see more details yeah.
0: so. of. But yeah, that was definitely a cool aspect. I like the the atmosphere of the yeah yeah i, I think sure. it would have been cool if they would have took the war out and maybe focused more on the world itself well but... they could have
1: had it be like oh yeah the soldiers are leaving off for war or mm-hmm. something like that's, that's kind u- of what i was expecting honestly yeah. that's usually what movies with a th- like a uh, era theme like this usually yeah. do. Mm-hmm. and then they can pull the oh he died in the war he
0: wouldn't be back yeah
2: yeah that's one of my like specific likes of the movie is the setting even though the war like i feel like it would be better without it it was really cool like setting wise yeah. the um like the moment where she uh, uh first discovers how the castle works where they like flip the dial and go to different mm-hmm. worlds and she just kind of like looks out into each one <laughs> as in awe she's changing of,
0: each one yeah, yeah.
2: of like She's never seen the ocean before and so she goes to the one where there's the ocean and sees it and is like in awe of all the different like areas that, that cool. they can go to. So like just the whole setting was really cool to me.
0: All right. Well, um any more final thoughts before we wrap up this review? No,
2: I think that's about it. Well, okay. for me anyways. I have Let me think. Oh no. I, He's I get few... his author notes out. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. There's
0: i said basically everything i wanted to say like maybe my one final thought would be i don't know it it felt more like a kid's movie than spirited did. and yeah. to me with the message of the war plot and the kids movie it just it, i don't think it could ever stand up to the first ghibli film i watched which was spirited away mm-hmm. so I'm not saying it's bad. It's not. I want everybody to watch this.
1: It's one of those things like, you watch. You watch *Spirited Away*. Just watch the rest of them with more mm-hmm. like, okay, this might not be up to par. Or okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because *Spirited Away*, they were like. This was the ultimate
0: animators just like yeah. showing what they had. Yeah. I almost kind of wish we wouldn't to watch that one first. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I know Spirited Away is kind of like the pinnacle. Like most yeah. people consider it the greatest. Well, now we like, descend the Ghibli pyramid movie. into the pits of Hades.
0: All the way down to Earwig.
1: So it is hard uh, it is. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> it is hard not to compare this to Spirited Away because it's the only one I've watched before. Oh, yeah. When we get and, to Earwig,
1: I'm comparing everything of the animation up against Spirited Away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, I guess a lot of it I just wish there was more this one's much more plot centric than Spirited Away. Where the plot like the things that happen really matter to make sense. Yeah. And a lot of it was like like the prince just kind of comes back out of nowhere. It's not emphasized that he's important whatsoever, except yeah. for that like really short thing mentioning him. And you forget he, about
0: it. He, the prince is missing. We're going to go to like, war.
2: It's a long movie, too. So you yeah. forget about the prince once you get to the part where the prince comes back, and then you're like, who's this guy? And it's like, I can end the war. I had
0: totally forgotten why the war was going. I'm yeah. just like, they're
2: just bombing each other. I just figured other. it was a war because it was a war and countries are like, I want your land or whatever. Yeah. So they start dropping bombs on it, which I don't know.
0: know. I thought it was just because one used wizards and one didn't.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> so, they all used wizards. Yeah.
2: So it's just like the dude's like, oh good, I'm back. Now I can go stop the war. It's like, you had the power to do that? <laughs>
1: Um, I vote president turnip head
2: so I do turnip head would get stuck in a bush
0: before <laughs> he could get to the White House <laughs> Mr uh, Mr Prince would somehow get cursed into a turnip head <laughs> before he got to the White
2: House I this is kind of what I was expecting when going to watch Ghibli movies of like the old style where things kind of just don't always fit super well and you have to super read between the lines and I don't like that kind of storytelling because it just feels kind of like
1: you played Elden
2: Ring. I was just thinking the same. Okay, Elden that, Ring that is very
1: reading between the lines with a magnifying glass on another magnifying glass to read to be, that little
0: ink. I box. just watched a <laughs> fifteen-minute video about one image for the Elden Ring DLC. <laughs> to
2: be fair, Elden Ring is a role-playing game, so you can create the story around your character as you want. That's what
1: they want you to
2: think. I know. Anyways, that's what I like about it. An Elden Ring. Yeah, that's what I like about. We're not gonna about talk it. about that. Is it's vague enough where you can make it up? This I don't want to watch a movie and have to make up what happened because it just feels like this it's called bring your own Elden Ring this <laughs> this prince just shows up ends the movie and there's like almost zero lead up to Here, this
1: here's one. your thing to answer he might not have made it back
2: <laughs> he, he could have got he stuck jumps in and another then he's like, bush wait a second I'm not magic anymore and just falls and dies I will okay this is <laughs> popped into in my head
1: of one final 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 thing that did make me like this movie is I see a lot in this what inspired the anime Ancient Magnus
0: Bride. Okay.
1: Ainsworth or whatever his name is. Not Ainsworth. The main character is a lot like Howl oh, okay. in the fact of well, Howl has no heart and acts childish, the main character in Ancient Magnus Bride acts childish because he doesn't know what it's like to be
0: human. Oh, okay.
1: While... The secondary character in Ancient Magnus Bride, Chisei, is kind of that thing of she has no personality. Now, like in her case, it's because of trauma Mm -hmm. in her life, but it's her kind of learning to be more human. Gotcha. You know, and kind of like with this, like Sophie's learning to be more of a person rather than just a stick in the mud. Yeah. So but, and I can see yeah. where that inspiration might have come
2: from for Yeah, that makes anyway. sense. A stick in the mud just like the scarecrow guy. It's all connected. No, that's a stick in the bush. All right. So anyways, <laughs> my last my last two things I have is I wish there was more of Howell because I feel like I never really understood him at all.
0: I don't know. Like, His hair turned orange. He turned into goo. He I turned into understood. Goo.
2: I understood the character perfectly. Like, I get that he's like this wizard and has all these powers and stuff. I didn't understand why he did like anything that he did. Like, I don't understand why he was okay with-
1: Because he can.
2: With what's her name- being there and i just kind of wish there was more time with him because he is a very chaotic like all over the place kind of character which is fine i just wish there was more time to like understand him because at one point he seems very like reserved powerful and like like um because she's like cleaning and calcifer almost dies because she's just like i need to clean this yeah and then he's just like please take care of my friend please don't make my friend suffer as he like lights the fire again and he's like very serious Next time we see him, he's like crying because his hair turned orange and yeah. turns into goo. And then the next time we see him, he's like dying because he went to fight for no reason. And you're like, why is he doing any of this? Like, I don't understand. it.
0: I don't think he knows why he's doing it himself. He's like, without him having a heart. Yeah. He seems more like
2: an animal. That is part of it, too. I just wish there was more time with him because it felt like, especially in the beginning, he's not much involved right. with like her so I do get that I kind of wish about
1: his moving castle so-
2: <laughs> not <laughs> it's him.
1: not about
0: how it's about the moving <laughs> castle which
1: is why Calcifer was at the center of it's
2: most just everything. a castle bro it's just a castle <laughs> bro <laughs> but um yeah so that I do wish he was in it more because I think he's a really fascinating character I just wish there was more like time with him and and Sophie
0: I honestly wish there was more dynamic between those two. Yeah, because even the falling in love part really feels weird because unless he started falling in love with her when he was when she was eighty years old. I don't know. It just it It, feels weird. I I think
1: that's kind of the interaction though with her and Calcifer, because she's interacting with his heart. Not him necessarily, but I know in in the book,
2: it's like they argue a lot and that's part of their thing is they they do care about each other, but they also argue like an old married couple all the time. And that's kind of the thing. That So I feel like they had that in the movie, but they didn't completely have the time to flesh it out. So it just felt felt a little awkward.
1: Howls seemed pretty chill with most everything.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, The last thing is just I didn't really know how to feel during the movie. Like I didn't there. I felt tired. There was like tension that also I wasn't sure if I needed to feel tension or if I cared. I felt like Like,
1: a guy with a bag of popcorn trying (laughs) to repel many small children away from said popcorn (laughs) while I watched the movie.
0: I watched this movie at one uh, I watched this movie at eleven o'clock last night. After working on my car for six and a half hours, <laughs> I was eating popcorn and just watching the pretty
2: colors. Go
1: <laughs> it doesn't that, realize his bag was laced with LSD. Hang, mm, this is a cool movie.
2: I mean, that's kind of one of the, the, the my complaint about it is that even if in that mood, you should get like sucked into the world. Oh, I did. He, I love the movie. Like, it's still like it's you don't you. I didn't always know how to feel about what was going on because it felt like there was supposed to be tension of him turning into a monster, but I never really felt like that tension was real because every time he went to the point of being like super monstrous, yeah. he just kind of took a bath and was fine.
0: I get that because the only tension I felt in those moments was like, I don't want this to turn, turn into a horror movie where he'd like eat Sophie <laughs> yeah. or something. Like that's the only thing I was like, worried he's about. He's
2: turning into a monster at the very end fighting the guys and it's yeah. like, he does that, like, every time. Yeah. So, well, I don't,
1: ah, I don't know Ah, but the difference I... was, at the end, he actually destroyed the ship. He never destroyed them before. He just messed with them.
2: Yeah, but guess. S- still, it was just kind of... I don't know. It wasn't... It was kind of weird. Like, I didn't care about all him messing y- with the, sh- the enemy ships, either. Like, all
1: you young people desensitized.
2: <laughs>
0: desensitized to what?
2: it was just (laughs) a war it was just hard to care about a lot of it because it was so vague yeah sometimes i get that and and a lot of
1: anime movies suffer from that i think like at least from the ones i've seen they do
0: uh i've noticed from the anime movies i've watched the endings are always kind of odd they're rough usually
2: i get you don't want to you don't have to spell out everything but just like enough just a few characters making i like I never really bought into why Sophie just started cleaning the castle. Yeah. Like it just kinda happened and because I was like
1: old people do that as soon as you let them in your <laughs> yeah. house.
2: And I was like, okay, I guess the the plot just demanded that she stay in the castle so she, no, she's a cleaning lady. It didn't no, feel like she was making a decision. No. I didn't no, get I, what her goal was. I
1: don't know if you have experience with this. Old people, if you let them through the door, <laughs> they will mark that territory as theirs that's, and just clean that's it. True. And you could just do your thing you can be an evil overlord if you want <laughs> as long as your shoes are on the mat and you clean up after yourself but she's
2: still an 18 year old too
0: yeah she's an 18 uh, year old with an old lady soul. that is true because like she doesn't go out with all the other girls yeah or... she yeah, didn't even go with her mother on a trip that's yeah. true <laughs> she just went to go visit her sister yeah that's
2: it but still it's just
0: like that's
1: what old people do yeah that's actually one thing if you think about it, everyone
2: was living their lives mm-hmm. she wasn't yeah yeah which is, yeah, I think big that's part of, part of the plot. plot. Yeah. Of like, she, she finds yeah, her place. Completely missed. She finds <laughs> her place in the castle. Yep. I just don't get, I just don't think it was satisfying how she did, because she just walked in and was like, this is home now. This I place. don't
0: know. It felt like every other old lady was just like, like, oh, you cool. own this place now? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to pay rent?
1: <laughs> I don't think Weez interacts with many old people.
2: No, not really. I used to, and then, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until <laughs> he pushed them all up the
2: castle.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I think that was a good way to yeah. end it. Is it's not perfect, but it's a pretty darn good one. Yeah, it is fun to watch. Yeah.
1: As a fan of steampunk and magic stuff, I
0: liked it. I give it uh eight flutter hummingbird planes <laughs> out of ten.
2: I give it like a seven. A seven.
1: Yeah. Give it a ten out of ten, like could do everything whether I like it or not.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But you like His, my anime list, it's just all 10. So you're you like it,
2: it's like this is way better than this movie in every perceivable way. But this is two years later than it came out, so uh, six out of ten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it. Hope you guys liked this review. Um, if you haven't seen any Ghibli films, this is a pretty good one to start with, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. We enjoyed it. Um, our next movie, what is our next movie we're gonna watch? Is it Ponyo? Ponyo.
2: Uh, yes, I think it is declaring it now. I have a okay, list sure. somewhere. Uh, or was yeah. it Princess Mononoke? You want uh, weird and ob-
1: you want weird and obscure Ponyo. It is
2: be- Ponyo, and then Princess Mononoke. Okay. Okay.
1: Ponyo will give you weird and obscure <laughs>
0: Ponyo. And then after that, we're gonna watch Spriggan, which is not a Ghibli film. What? Yeah.
1: Where are we gonna find Spriggan?
2: Uh, we're gonna pirate it. It's probably um. It's <laughs> probably you can probably like rent it. Probably can.
1: So anyway, and we're not talking Spriggan like Netflix. the Netflix series. We're talking Spriggan like probably one of the, the
2: 84.
0: Movie.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. some of the coolest like battle animations ever.
0: And then we're going to go to Akira, Paprika and then the Fist of the North Star. Wow.
1: We're going to be hit with two depressing movies right in a row.
0: We <laughs> might change those up. What are you talking depressing? Spriggan and then Akira Spriggan's depressing. I don't know.
2: It's List is subject to change. Yes. Okay, we might. But Anyways, for, I was trying to give a sneak for peek. For next week, if you want to like watch the movie and then listen to our review. Watch Ponyo. Watch Ponyo. Ponyo. I'm, I'm
0: afraid weeks, Ponyo is going to be sad. Is Ponyo weeks? sad? No. Okay. Ponyo
1: is bright and cheerful. It's got
0: Liam Neeson in it, so yes. it could go both ways
1: yeah well uh so it's just say his daughter's missing and he has a certain set of
0: skills (laughs) my name is Ponyo that only a Japanese animator could
2: (laughs) so yeah watch Ponyo and you can follow along with our thing and we'll keep giving updates of what we're gonna watch next Yeah. either if it's a movie or if it's a TV show let us know if there's a movie or TV show you want us to watch and review
0: also let us know your favorite moment from Hollow's Moving Castle yes and did you watch it as an adult or a kid Cause I'm kind of curious, like how many people actually watched this around 2004? Probably
1: a lot. I remember it being anchored to a lot of advertisements in Disney movies.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's about it for Baka reviews by Baka Talk Studios. Uh, You can check out the YouTube channel where we have a podcast. We have gameplay videos and eventually other stuff. As soon as I can do that other stuff or we can do that other stuff uh remember hit like and subscribe and uh yeah you can check out the podcast at anywhere podcasts are sold i have been sir boom uh the main host and i'm with wheeze hey and i'm also with ramen cat you guys got anywhere you can be found
2: uh you can find me on youtube at kbw anime nice how about you You find me on twitter ramen cat
1: 13 or on this podcast
0: Probably more on this podcast than anywhere. <laughs> Probably else. only on the podcast. Just
2: subscribe to Back at Talk.
0: Yeah, that's the best idea. Anyways, we'll see you all later. Jammeow. Bye. Bye.